0: This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hi, folks. Uh, Welcome to this episode of the Pigskin Past. My name is Joe Zagorski, and I'm going to talk to you uh, in this episode about the incredible winning season of the 1970 Cincinnati Bengals. Now, pro football has plenty of episodes of Cinderella stories, A lot of teams throughout the years, 101 years now in the NFL, have been Cinderella teams where nobody expects them to win, but they somehow manage to. Now, the Cincinnati Bengals were only playing pro football for two years by the time that the 1970 season began. And as a new team, the Bengals were kind of unique because they were led by an old head coach, Paul Brown. Now, Brown founded the Bengals in 1968, and he was given a chance to resurrect his own career as the new merger led to uh, the restructuring of the 26 professional football teams. Now prior to the 1970 season the Bengals had achieved a total of just three wins in 1968 and four victories in 1969. That somehow managed to double uh, the amount in 1970 when they posted an 8-6 record en route to their first-ever AFC Central Division title. Now, how did they do it? Well, it certainly did not appear as if Cincinnati would win many games at all by the midseason point of 1970. They owned a miserable 1-6 record. They lost to teams like Detroit and Houston, Cleveland, Kansas City, Washington, Pittsburgh, and they lost to all those teams in a row. With just a 1-6 record, all, all that most teams in the NFL could do in a similar position would just be to hope to play out the string and avoid injuries and perhaps a hot, obtain a high selecting position in the upcoming NFL Draft. But the 1970s Cincinnati Bengals were not such a team. There was a newness about this team. Uh, from the brand new Riverfront Stadium to the 10 rookies that were on their roster, they somehow managed to ignore their early losses and put together an impressive string of seven straight victories. The key to those wins was the fact that Cincinnati did not look ahead to any other game other than the game that they were going to schedule to play that week. They were just one win uh, away. It, you know, they knew the one win would become the tonic in the blueprint to help them get out of the funk that they were mired in during the first half of the 1970 season. That, that one win turned out to ignite the team, and it served as an exclamation mark to a sentence which read, The Bengals were tired of losing, and they weren't going to take it anymore. Cincinnati's 43-14 route over Buffalo began that winning streak. Uh, Bengals defensive back Lamar Parrish, who also doubled as their kick returner, showed off his speed and moves by returning a blocked field goal attempt for a touchdown, and he also returned a kickoff for a touchdown. Cincinnati quarterback Virgil Carter led the offense to one of their most productive games of the season. You could call it relief over finally winning a game or some kind of excitement that your team defeated a team that most people felt that you should beat. That's the key to winning anymore in the NFL. But regardless of how one described it, the Bengals were savoring a chance to, you know, get back on the winning track. Their next contest would begin a three-game homestand and it would start by going head-to-head in their in-state divisional rivals uh, against the Cleveland Browns. Now, The Browns were the defending division champions, but the Bengals got the better of them in this meeting by the tune of a 14-10 score. A big 34-7 win over the Pittsburgh Steelers was next and it was followed by Cincinnati's 26-6 win over another young team, the New Orleans Saints. The Bengals were now within one win, one game of evening their record at six and six, and they did this by beating the host San Diego Chargers, 17 to 14, in the 12th week of the 1970 season. Now Cincinnati defeated the Houston Oilers, uh, 30 to 20, towards the end of the year, and in the final game. They closed out their 70 season with a big victory over the Boston Patriots, 45 to 7. Incidentally, that was the last year that the Patriots were known as the Boston Patriots, was the following year they would move to Foxboro, Massachusetts, and represent all of the New England states and become the New England Patriots, which they remain to this day. Now, one could realistically say that the Bengals greatly benefited by playing in the NFL's weakest division in 1970. That was certainly true, at least as far as the numbers and standings count. The second-place team, the Browns, could only earn a 7-7 record that year. So, Cincinnati's record of 8-6 is not really too outstanding. Nevertheless, the real story of the Bengals that year was the fact that they were able to win a division title after starting a season 1-6. It is highly doubtful that any team in today's NFL could achieve or duplicate such a feat. Also interesting to note is the fact that Cincinnati did not have a bunch of superstar players in 1970. The quarterbacks alternated between Sam Weich at the beginning of the year and Virgil Carter, who took over just before midseason. Neither man accumulated outstanding statistics, but Carter did get hot with that win at Buffalo, and he remained mostly hot for the rest of the year. He threw for 1,647 yards and nine touchdowns in 1970. Uh, the running backs, Jeff Phillips and Paul Robinson, each contributed over 600 yards rushing, and those totals really helped the Bengals' offense to control the ball. Unfortunately for Cincinnati, they ran into a defensive saw in the first round of the AFC playoffs in 1970. They played the Baltimore Colts at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore and were shut out 17-0. The Colts would go on to win Super Bowl V that year, but the young Bengals got their first taste of the playoffs, which would help their younger players quite a bit for their future. Uh, the 1970s Cincinnati Bengals are largely forgotten today. Many other C- Cinderella teams in the NFL have eclipsed their dates over the years. Nevertheless, they still stand out as a team that had an incredibly woeful beginning and somehow managed to put together a string of big wins to win a division title. They were a team that was coming of age, even at their very young age of three years old, in pro football. I'm Joe Zagorski, and thanks for listening in to this episode of the Pigskin Pass. See you in a couple weeks. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com.